Welcome to FileMaker Origin Stories, Episode 9. There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. While the origin stories have similar paths, each one brings a unique spin on the journey. Whether you start using FileMaker out of frustration or just because it's on the Mac, each story is worth sharing. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my separate conversations with... My name is Stasis Askaridis. I live in Thessaloniki, Greece. And uh, I'm a FileMaker developer for Sikoa Consulting, located also in Greece. Deborah Zempel. Yep, I'm my own shop. I'm Deborah Zempel Consulting. My name is Will Loving. Stathis, Deborah, and Will share their unique FileMaker origin stories. As you listen today, think of how your own story is similar to or different from theirs. I begin our interview asking each one of them where they were before FileMaker. First, Stathis. So it actually all started before I started de developing. And uh, that was when I was uh, running a, my family business. We used to have a wholesale and retail for women's shoes. And uh, to manage this business, we used the regular software you get from, you know, uh, in Greece, we have some kind of uh, commercial software everybody owns and uses. And uh, we also bought this kind of software. And uh, every day, my, my, my struggle was, it doesn't work. I was every day <laughs> with, with uh, you know, the support. And I was like, guys, I'm paying you to save me time, not to waste my time more than... <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. Oh, probably over 30 years ago. No, 30, yeah, over 30 years ago in 1989, I um, moved to a Chicago suburb uh, and I became an office manager for a real estate firm that was using Mac and had FileMaker installed. And in those days, uh, didn't we weren't able to remote work like you do now. So when things went wrong with the FileMaker database, we'd have to wait until the developer could drive to the office and fix it. And a lot of times when he drove away, it would be more broke or other <laughs> things would be broke. And I was doing uh, desktop publishing. I was uh, uh, first in PageMaker and then uh, I learned Quark Express and I became an authorized Quark consultant. Stathis, Deborah, and Will found FileMaker. For Stathis, it was a long, very long, winding journey. I said, okay, I'll do my own custom thing. And I started with uh, Excel. So I didn't know how this would turn out, but, you know, I, I could run a multinational business. of We were operating in Greece, Italy, Albania, and Bulgaria. And uh, I was running all that through Excel. So, yeah, it was working and it was very effective, actually. I, I didn't believe that it could be that good. And uh, around 100 or 200,000 records, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it, it took like two minutes to launch and, uh, you know, Microsoft's online Excel system wasn't, I don't know how it is right now, but back then it was, you couldn't, rely on having multiple users with that online platform. He left Excel finally and went to another Microsoft app. Yeah, I said, okay, let's move from Excel. I know I can make it work. 
uh, let's do something else. Uh, at the time, I was uh, in Office 365 user, so I had already Microsoft Access. So I said, okay, let's do the same thing in Microsoft Access. I started building a database in Access, and uh, I, I reached a point where I couldn't uh, manage my, my business from my laptop, and I was not mm -hmm. going back to Microsoft for no reason. Finally, Stathis found FileMaker. So the, when I researched, I found that ODBC drivers with FileMaker, and I said, okay, let's try this. And uh, this went down into creating a new uh, system for FileMaker. But that time, I wanted to, to do it like very big and good and robust and uh, operate in... I wanted to to bring FileMaker into the retail because at that moment I was using those systems just at the back office. And uh, this is when I, I hired a freelancer to, to develop the FileMaker stuff. For Deborah, there was a problem, long turnaround time between fixes. So she became the solution. And so out of frustration, I said, what is this? I need to figure this out. And so I uh -huh. started teaching myself. <laughs> that was in uh, FileMaker 2 when it was a flat file. Uh -huh. And um, it's, and I, and I taught myself. Obviously, then it was much easier to teach yourself than it is now. <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, so I started getting pretty good with it, and things started to improve. And the real estate office, but that wasn't my title. I mean, still the office manager. That was just kind of the stuff I did, you know, on mm -hmm. the side. And Will found FileMaker the same way many folks did and promptly started using it. Um, in 1987, I bought a friend's uh, Mac Plus computer, with, which came with a whopping one meg of RAM and a 20 megabyte external hard drive. Um, but included on that, uh, he had a copy of FileMaker Roman numeral two, which was just the second version. Um, and I don't remember if it was the Neshoba version or not, but, uh, it, it had some credits to Neshoba and I used it for several years, um, just as an address list database. I was actually a swing dancer. And, uh, every time I ran into other swing dancers, I would collect their addresses and names and put it into the database. And eventually it stored other things like events. I started a swing organization um, in 1989. And so that was, it was sort of personal use for the first few years. For Stathis, his first attempt at outsourcing the FileMaker work to a developer was not quite successful. And uh, in three, three months, he, he couldn't deliver. And I was like, man, this is very easy. Why, why you cannot do this? <laughs> Stathis learned something very important about developing for others. No, business specifics is are, are, are the most important case in, in, in that part of developing a, a custom application because if you don't know what needs to be done, you cannot <laughs> do it. So I said, okay, I'll do it myself. And this is where I started when I started developing uh, FileMaker systems. That was back at, uh, in 2014-15, maybe. Quite recently, as you may sure. understand. 
For Deborah, it was lucky the developer of her company system had to be on site to fix things. Yeah, and the f- interesting thing is, is that if it were today, mm-hmm. um, with all the remote capabilities, that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't yeah. have, you know. And the funny thing is, is you know, I'm from the generation where you guys could just, you know, remote in, fix whatever you're going to fix, and move on. And then I would have never been the wiser. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise that. Um, that I found this. Will developed that dance registration system. He describes how it was used at first and what he did to replace it. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, basically, <laughs> basically what they had was uh, a record was a registration and a registration for a class. And that meant that every time they, somebody signed up for another class, they duplicated the previous registration, tinkered with the data. Mm-hmm. And I remember that very first project, it was the first big project. I spent 25 hours designing the database and building it, and then another 25 hours reconciling the existing data. So Stathis rolled up his sleeves and did the work himself. And uh, I was doing, for two, three, two or three years, I was going to my office. I, I was doing the emails, emailing stuff, administration, you know, calls, and etc. And... Uh, Four or five hours per day, I was developing a file maker. In, in two years, I had developed uh, our business software, our POS in our retail sto- stores, our accounting software, uh, another very, very cool piece of tech that allowed us to, to, to save time in customs because we we're spending enormous time to, to export to Albania, for example. We needed Paperwork you could never imagine. Uh, I did a file maker system that handled all paperwork. So my mentality was always that instead of wasting my time, no, no wasting, spending my time like an expense, like you pay a rent, instead of spending it, I, I would rather invest it. Instead of renting a house, buying a house. This was my mindset. So in, instead of wasting time and saying, okay, I'll do the paperwork I'll, for 10, 20, 50 times, I was investing in FileMakers. FileMaker 14 or 15 I started, and they're still running smoothly, no bugs. I, I did that initial 25 plus 25 hours for them, but my son was a year and a half and was taking family music classes, so I started doing additional hours pro bono on it. And mm-hmm. First 10 hours, then 50, then 100. And I put you know, many, many hours pro bono for them. And at the end of it, they said, you know, this is better than anything else out there. You should sell it to other schools. So I did. <laughs> nice. But that didn't come quickly. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've probably put 10,000 hours of development time into that software at this point. Stathis, Deborah, and Will continued their career. A couple of years ago, uh, I was thinking of uh, moving abroad to Italy because I love Italy. And uh, I, I, I was checking for some finance, auditing, and systems and data structure uh, jobs. And I found a, a job opening in, uh, in Turin. This is one of Sequoia's uh, offices. And I said, okay, if I'll make a developer, why not? I love Turin. I love the mountains and skiing. That's why 
it, it attracted me to go there. So I said, okay. And I said my resume and uh, to Dimitris, he's my partner right now. And uh, I said, okay, Dimitris, uh, I, I want to, to do FileMaker development. All that work he did himself paid off. And uh, he calls me back, you know, after two hours of sending him my solutions. And he, he says, Stathis, hello, I'm Dimitris from Sikoa. Uh, have you built those things by your own? This was his, his question. And I said, yes. Okay, <laughs> when can you start? <laughs> so this is how I, I, I was brought into this business. As Deborah was learning FileMaker, she picked up a great contact. And knowing that contact really helped out. And um, the real estate office decided to send me to a Claris uh, training uh, class that they had in Michigan. And so I flew up to Michigan and I met Chris Moyer, who uh, was working for Claris at the time and uh, also lived in Chicago at the time. So we ended up uh, flying home on the same flight and got to know each other. And then we kind of went our separate ways. He went back to doing his thing and I went back to my real estate office. I worked uh, for my husband's company and uh, we were going through a divorce. So essentially I had no job (laughs) (laughs) and I had been maintaining basically an in-house developer. I had been maintaining the databases for seven years. And so I called Chris and I said, Hey, what do you think? Do you think I have the skills? And he said, you definitely do. So I got a new job and I ended up working for Chris when it was uh, way back when, when it was Chris Moyer Consulting. And um, my first client was for Apple and I drove down into the city and that was it. I was hooked. Will got into a very specialized use of FileMaker. I wound up doing a lot of database publishing, a lot of uh, auction catalogs, primarily for coin and stamp auction companies. And I was approached by one of them probably around 1993, 94. They had an old PC, a 286 PC with a DOS entry program that somebody had written for them so that they could enter in each of the auction lots, a stamp, or an envelope and a description and a value and so on. And it was eight or 10 years old and they wanted something better. So I was asked uh, whether I could do that. And I said, sure. And that was my first real commercial job in, uh, in FileMaker, uh, writing that entry program. And I went from obviously a DOS interface to a GUI uh, FileMaker interface. And initially, it was just that. They would enter the lots, and they would spit it out uh, as text, and somebody would pour it into Quark, and then they would format it. And there was a long process formatting it. But over time, I got familiar with uh, some additional things that you could do. I started adding calculation fields with Quark uh, style tags in it. Um, And after a little while, you could click a button, export a text file out, pour it into Quark, and the catalog would be 80 to 90% formatted. It would apply the styles in the Quark template as it imported 
all coming out of a Pharmacare database and all using Pharmacare calculations to uh, intelligently apply the styles, including things like if a stamp was valued over a certain amount, they would boldface or change the type on a certain field. Later on, it included uh, the ability to include images in it as well. So for a little while, I was one of the top people in the country doing database publishing, um, using a database to apply uh, formatting tags so that when you poured it into Quark, it would be magically all done. I'm always interested in hearing how people learned FileMaker. So uh, I started the hard way. The, the most difficult thing for someone who starts building FileMaker and was uh, previously building in Microsoft Access is the queries. You know, I could not understand what's happening with qu the queries. Uh -huh. Because Access has a query sheet. You specify what, you, what data you need to, qu to query and you get this. This was very strange at, back at the time. And mm -hmm. uh, I started, you know, some YouTube videos and et cetera, but the, the fundamentals and what get me start, got me started as a professional, I, I, I studied with, uh, uh, what's the site called? I think it's Udemy. And uh, there, okay. is a, there is a course offered by JMO, uh, Mr. Osborne. I watched all his courses. He, I think the courses are called the philosophy of FileMaker. I'm yeah. Not. And then when I turned, yeah, you know, when it became a profession rather than a hobby, it was all resources I could get. So when I started working with Sikoa, I was feeling that, you know, when I was doing my business, I was the expert. And now I'm doing something I'm advanced, novice, I didn't know. So every day... Uh, having a meal, I would I would watch Matt Petrowski. I would uh, study uh, forums in Geist in uh, everywhere. A everything mm -hmm. that is written in the FileMaker community, maybe studying for the test. Sure, motivated stasis. The 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 the, the biggest milestone was when I I studied for the certification. I, I took FM Health from the beginning to the end. Okay. I think that that resource was the, you know, the the cherry on topping. You cannot get better than that. And Stathis fondly recalls a well-loved but deprecated form of learning. I think in FileMaker 16 there was a very nice uh, manual, uh, or 15. It's it's in iBooks for sure. This is where I got that. And. Yep. Uh, I like that that resource because it wasn't just about developing and scripting and uh, how to do relationships. It had an aspect of how to build, how to be a professional and deliver to a client, how to sketch uh, tables before starting, before putting your heads on the computer. And I, I, I also liked that a lot. I asked him about any user groups that he might have attended. Unfortunately, any attempts at forming one and maintaining one proved problematic. No. Well, no. we tried we tried the meetup, but when uh, everyone every member in meetup was uh, either a, an employee in Sikoa or a former employee in Sikoa. So <laughs> we said, okay, guys, it's not point of keeping that. I'm from the generation where in school they started to teach us 
computers. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, you know, in high school, we were just learning about computers, and I never really. Um, it didn't interest me. And I didn't really, I didn't walk away from the class really feeling like I understood a whole lot. But when I sat down at this office and I worked on the Mac uh, computer, I learned very quickly Quark Express, um, which I don't even know if that's still around. Um, And I ended up learning FileMaker and I ended up learning the computer in general. The Mac was just so easy to, to learn. And there was just something about it, the creativity or something that it really got me hooked. Like many others, Deborah found the manual. I think included on the floppy disk was <laughs> was the uh, manual. And so I would read through the manual because, you know, I don't even remember if like there was Google or, you know, something different uh, than where you could search online. I don't think there was a whole lot of that then. That might have come later. So this just goes to show you how long I've been in this business, how old I am. I don't really know the timeline of when the Internet came out. I don't think there was the Internet then. So the manual was on the on the floppy disk, which got installed onto the computer. And that was basically it. If I had a question, I had to go to the manual and I had to read it and figure it out. And uh, so so with, with each new iteration of FileMaker, especially when 14 came out and they had all those design features that they added. Um, uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. it's been, a, it's been an exciting journey for sure. Deborah was able to figure out how to use the platform right away. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a flat file and it was, it didn't have probably 90% of the capability that it has now. So learning it was pretty, pretty easy. Um, when I went to the training class uh, there there wasn't a wasn't a whole lot that I didn't already know. It just solidified that the way I was doing things was was right. That's good. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, it was funny because when the FileMaker switched to relational, it was that was more of a learning curve mm-hmm. than when I started back in FileMaker two. So I've heard that um, they yeah what? it was we were all kind of like oh my god what's going to happen. So similar to what we're doing now because we don't know what's going <laughs> we don't know what's going on with all the changes. So but but those of us who remember that way back when are like it's it feels like it's happening again but we survived the last time so we should be able to survive this time. <laughs> um I was basically self-taught. I mean the guy who sold me the Mac Plus was new FileMaker a little bit and he showed me some things in it. Uh, but I do remember going to a training. I was living in Massachusetts at the time and I went to a training that was uh, by the support group because when, when FileMaker, I want to say seven came out, but it may have been earlier. Uh, it was a, it was a two day training in relationship database design and they were, starting from scratch, but explaining what a relational database was. So at the, you know, FileMaker 2 and those early versions were essentially flat file files, and you could connect the files up in the same way that you can connect two different spreadsheet files up, but you couldn't do it within, uh, within a single file the way you can now. And so they... I took that initial class in relational database design. I 
have been a Claris. I think I go back in the Claris program for uh, for developers to starting in ninety. Well, Apple in ninety three, and then maybe Claris in like ninety five. So I have the developer connection going back that far. So the DevCon was really helpful. Stathis, Deborah, and Will all benefited from FileMaker being easy to use. And in Access, uh, I, I, I learned Visual Basic and I, I could do almost everything I can do in FileMaker, but in a much more difficult way. But the reason I, I, I wanted to change Access was the difficulty to deploy things and uh, the the compatibility with Apple devices. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, um, when you manage your data with, say, Excel, um, mm-hmm. even back then, if you think about what FileMaker's capabilities were, they were so much better than Excel. Uh, even though it was a flat file and I mean, just the way the data was entered and 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 how you could find things and search things just much, much easier than working with Excel. So okay. even back then, um, and then this database, it was a real estate office. So it actually uh, tracked all the listings for the office and it sent out or prepared. It didn't automatically send out like you can do now, uh, but it automatically prepared letters, you know, and attract all the different agents in the office. So if this agent wanted this particular letter, then that would get printed for them. And so it kind of did a lot of things for the agents that the agents didn't have to do uh, themselves, um, which now that's kind of the norm. But back then that wasn't the norm. So yeah, it was really, really a useful tool. And Deborah appreciates the speed of the platform. That's I, I'd say that's probably my my biggest thing with FileMaker is the the speed at which I can create something for someone and mm-hmm. the price at which I can't because a lot of my clients yeah. are smaller businesses and I like that mm-hmm. they have somewhere to go to accomplish something. Just because they were essentially had a database, but I was familiar enough with FileMaker, I had been outputting labels uh, and uh, mailings and so on using FileMaker. I had gotten familiar with some of the layout tools. And because I had also a background in desktop publishing, I saw the overlap between uh, the layout tools in FileMaker, which are exceptional uh, compared to anything else I've seen in the database realm, or at least especially at that time. Um, and what you could do in Quark and, uh, and PageMaker. Even back then, for Will, he found it easy to connect FileMaker with other applications. Yeah, I mean, it took some time uh, to use, to, to learn the tags. And in fact, somebody made a Quark uh, extension called XTags, and it still exists, but it, it extends Quark's ability to... Uh, to do tagging on import, and uh, I mean, and and also separately, just in terms of my appreciation of FileMaker coming from a desktop publishing background, uh, one of the things I've always enjoyed in the thirty years plus that I've been using FileMaker 
is that I get to do both the logic side, I get to do the calculations that apply those tags, and I also get to do the layout piece. Um, so I get to do some of the artistic desktop publishing type design work. Will appreciates the entire scope of FileMaker. And not everybody's like that. I mean, some people really like the coding and some people really like the interface stuff. I really like the balance of the two. Although Stathis' work led him to pretty important understandings. Yeah, but they couldn't deliver because uh, back then I couldn't understand why. But now I understand. They, it's like they couldn't do that. It was a product, uh, a vertical product. They would not change just for me. This is very simple. I need this like a, a product. I need one more product variation. And they were... Uh, no, you cannot have one more product variation because I don't care why. I just need one variation more because we are in the shoe business and we have colors and sizes. How difficult is that? Yeah, it was uh, crazy. And I, I actually said on the phone once and uh, my, my employee was, <laughs> started laughing. I said, you guys, I will take your job one day. I promise I will start building my own software. And... Uh, I'll do that. It's crazy. And indeed, you know, we, we ended up using a pencil and paper to manage, the, the, to manage that thing better. And actually, paper and pencil worked better than that piece of software. It's crazy, right? <laughs> and so their career continued. Yeah, I did a lot of different individual projects for large and small businesses, but um, the other main thing I've done is maybe 15 years ago, uh, an auction software company in uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, had, um, they were losing their FileMaker developer. And so they called me and I'm still working with them. And so they have a really interesting setup. The clerking, the tracking of the individual auction lots is handled in FileMaker, but there is also a uh, Java application that handles the interaction between FileMaker and uh, MySQL online. And through this combination, they're able to actually run auctions where people are present in person uh, bidding on items, people are bidding on eBay, and people are bidding on uh, on the website for the auction company all at once, and they handle all the bids, and then the final results all get stored down into FileMaker, and the invoicing and payment is all handled in FileMaker. Uh, right now, uh, I have been involved in big, big projects like. Uh, big budgets, money. I didn't know that were being spent in uh, custom application development. Uh, we have clients in Greece, in Italy, USA, United Arab Emirates, uh, all over the world. And I've been involved in so many uh, projects. And, uh, you know, I, I got very fast up uh, to the ladder of, you know, seniority and... Uh, I had uh, Dimitris being a mentor. Dimitris is the chief executive officer of Sikoa, and he, he stood like a mentor to my progress. And uh, yeah, it, it's so nice. It, it was like a, a road uh, 
uh, with uh, rose petals ready for me to walk. It was actually, it was quite ideal. I feel, okay. I feel so lucky for this. Yeah, I mean, throughout my career, I've had databases where only one or two people use it and databases where 250 people use it and everything in between. So, mm -hmm. um, and I would say that probably that's the same today. I still have a system where just one or two people use it. And I also work on a system where 250 people use it. Um, anything That's from, good. you know, schools to uh, health, health insurance uh, groups, um, you know, mom and pop stores versus to, to Blue Cross, Blue Shield, every, and everything in between. So that's exciting. Well, I started out, I was doing, you know, 90% desktop publishing and 10% FileMaker. And over several years, I got more and more requests to do FileMaker development uh, uh, projects of various sizes. And so it just became a, a larger and larger amount of what I did. The other aspect of that is that desktop publishing became a more widespread skill. So there was, there, I was competing with a lot more people mm -hmm. and FileMaker was a little bit more specialized. I think the, the, the shift really happened in 1996 when our local community music school uh, in Northampton, Massachusetts, they had a Claris Works, uh, I hesitate to call it a database, it was basically a spreadsheet, um, but they had a Claris Works file that held all of their registrations for students for private lessons and group classes. And they asked me if I could do something with that. And so that was my first uh, start from scratch relational database that I built. And uh, it later became a product that I still sell to community music and art and circus art schools called Studio School Pro. Stathis, Deborah, and Will kept going on about how much they enjoy this platform. It turned out I love, I love this thing. I love doing... Uh, consulting in uh, w embedded with development and delivering to clients th tools that can manage their business and workflows and efficiency in a whole new level. Uh, this is this is what I love. This is why I do this, and this is why I left my family business because this is awesome. Yeah, in this business, what I enjoy the most is. Uh, the, the the creative process you you leave a creation behind and you i feel so proud of the things uh, you know the building process and the result is a system that helps people be more productive i love this thing mm -hmm. i don't think that there are many like maybe uh, uh civil engineers when building uh, you know bridges maybe they have the same feeling but it takes so much longer to feel that <laughs> yeah uh probably because it was always exciting there was always something new they were adding and the capabilities i was always able to tell people oh we could do this for you now you know we couldn't do this before but now we can because they've added that capability and they've they've kept adding capabilities um but i will yep. tell you i have one project right now they have been planning for five years, four or five years, they've been planning 
this big, huge web project that has just not gotten done. And we had a meeting with them last week and realized that I can probably get something to them probably by the end of June in WebDirect. Oh. <laughs> and so this is a process that they have been just wanting for years. And we've been doing their FileMaker product, you know, project, their system. Uh, and we decided after discussing with them that this is very doable in WebDirect. And um, so that's what we're doing for them. So that's, that, that's exciting to know that you can solve somebody's problem that quickly and for a yep. lot less than what they were being quoted elsewhere. So that's awesome. Um, in general, that was what I did. I did not know other databases. And okay. so I was known as a FileMaker developer. One of the things that I did do for a while was uh, I under, did underwriting on our local NPR station. And I used a tagline that expressly mentioned FileMaker. Okay. So, people would contact me because they had already had, uh, they had something in FileMaker. It was something somebody else developed for them, or it was a mess that they had developed themselves, um, you know, doing the best they could, but understanding relational database design is, is not something that necessarily comes easily. <laughs> and of course, we always ask them what they're learning now. I appreciate what they have to say. <laughs> for obvious reasons, as you'll hear. Yeah. Now, thanks to you, last year uh, I, I learned JavaScript. So, yeah, I said, okay, I will attend the JavaScript uh, session, but I need to <laughs> learn JavaScript before I attend the session. So I took one month and, uh, you know, evenings, afternoons, weekends, I was learning JavaScript. Uh, unfortunately, I, I haven't used JavaScript <laughs> up to now, because all my all my uh, involvement in our projects is with FileMaker, we have uh, dedicated JavaScript developers and uh, uh, React developers doing those stuff. And uh, but yeah, now with FileMaker nineteen, I, I think I will. So yeah, this is exciting because uh, it, it's it's it, it seems easy to learn. Yeah, so now I, I don't know. I've, I've started JavaScript and uh, you know, I, I can write vanilla JavaScript. Our, our developer in Sequoia uh, says, you will never write vanilla JavaScript. <laughs> I don't know what, what does that mean, but, you know, yeah, he says, he said you need to learn jQuery because nobody uses it. I don't know what does that mean, but yeah, I learned JavaScript and uh, I'm planning next summer to to learn Swift and do na native applications with uh, Data API. Th this is my summer project planned from today. Uh, I a lot of things. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, the thing is, is now uh, most projects aren't solely FileMaker. There's some sort of integration with them. So. Uh, slowly learning about all of that integration uh, has been, it's, it's fun. Um, it's just, sometimes you feel like you don't have time to learn. You just need, you just have time to build. So that's, that's kind of challenging, uh, especially when you're on your own. And if you need to take a day or two to just kind of learn something, it's, it's not billable. <laughs> um, I am having a great deal of fun using and developing FileMaker's WebDirect. 
Okay. It has provided a platform for uh, rolling out website uh, or a website access to an existing database. A lot of times people have a large database that just needs a small bit of web access and uh, WebDirect has been great for that. And I've also done things which are much larger access to a, an existing FileMaker debate, database through the web using WebDirect. I love it. I can design in it and just immediately test it. I can actually test it and make changes to it as I go. That's awesome. So you're, you're, <laughs> I know a lot of people who don't use file, uh, web direct, but you're really enjoying getting your hands in it. So well, awesome. had, initially web direct was very processor intensive in the first uh-huh. few iterations. And, uh, since then, um, it's gotten much, much better. Uh, in fact, I believe that the upcoming version is going to contain some features that people have been really asking for, <laughs> uh, the card feature and so on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I used to use PHP and it was such a, a struggle because I had to work with another programmer who knew PHP and I was dependent on them with WebDirect, I can use my, my FileMaker skills and my, and my, uh, layout skills and uh, not only create something really fast for people, but also modify it very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, in a matter of minutes or hours, depending on what the, what the issue is. Deborah, Stathis, and Will are FileMaker developers, and they came to the FileMaker platform in pretty diverse ways. Deborah stumbled into the platform because she couldn't wait for the FileMaker developer working on their solution to drive back to the office and fix the bugs. She decided to tackle the bugs herself. Stathis found the platform because he was tired of dealing with the -the off-the-shelf products that couldn't give him the features he wanted. And Will discovered FileMaker 2 on a recently bought Mac. He used it informally. From there, it transitioned to his long career. Their stories show just some of the diverse ways people chose the Claris FileMaker platform. Thanks to Deborah and Stathis and Will for their stories. We appreciate their openness and their time. There's still room for more FileMaker stories, so reach out at info at geistinteractive.com and offer to share your Claris FileMaker origin story. Stay tuned next week for more FileMaker origin stories. We will feature three more developers that came to the platform in different ways and have surprising and interesting stories. Talk with you next week.